Welcome to Be Alive, the podcast produced by the Young Adult Ministry of the Diocese of St. Augustine. Join us for compelling conversations with young people as they share their stories of faith, prayer, community, and their journey to sainthood. Be engaged. Be inspired. Be empowered. Be alive. Hi, Father Bob. How are you? Hello, Caitlin. Welcome. This is this is wonderful to be able to uh, um, do this here with you. Um, this is our first time doing this, so um, they've heard enough about me, probably those that have listened to this before. But um, perhaps you wanted to share a little bit about your background. I know we I know we had you on an episode, um, but for maybe those who didn't get a chance to hear that episode, um, can you give a little bit of an introduction for our listeners? Sure thing. So my name is Caitlin Dedek. A lot of people in the diocese probably still know me as Caitlin Manson. I just got married two months ago. Um, And yeah, I was on the Be Alive podcast on the episode with St. Friends, where I shared a lot about my background and growing up um, at Assumption. I went to Bishop Kenny High School, and then I just graduated from UNF in July with a degree in public relations. So now I work full-time at Assumption. I've been working there for the last almost four years doing uh, middle school youth ministry, but now I'm taking on all their PR stuff and I do that full-time doing the parish bulletin, the website, social media, all of that fun communication stuff. And um, recently Robin approached me about uh, co-hosting the Be Alive podcast and helping with the relaunch. So I'm really excited to be here. Well, it's great to have you. We're looking forward to our next uh, several episodes, and uh, we're glad that you're willing to, to do this and to, to work with us and highlight so many of the youth and young, adult, um, youth and young adults here in the diocese. Yeah, I know. Same here. And I'm excited to introduce our guest, Rebecca Harkness. Uh, Rebecca, would you like to introduce yourself to our guests? where you're from, what parish you're from, um, and what you are currently up to now. Are you in school or do you work? So I am from San Juan del Rio Catholic Parish in St. John's, Florida. I'm currently a second semester senior at Ave Maria University in Naples, Florida, right outside of it. I'm a communications major with a philosophy minor and Mission Nombre de Dios is home. That's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. And speaking of the shrine, um, that is what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, throughout the podcast, we really want to start highlighting holy places in the diocese. There's a lot of rich history here in the diocese of St. Augustine and a lot of really yes. holy sites that a lot really of people is. don't know about. And I know the shrine's probably a popular one that most of our listeners are familiar with, but Rebecca, you personally have a very deep connection to the shrine. So would you like to share a little bit about that? I would absolutely love to. So I am 22 years old and my parents are Ted and Lisa Harkness. They were trying to have children for around 10 years um, with no luck. They were introduced to Mr. Nombre de Dios through a friend. It's like, go, oh, you got to pray to Our Lady of La Leche and she will intercede for you. They did. And not long after, in December of 1999, I was adopted. So ever since then, I have been around the mission. We have pictures and a video from my official gotcha day at the shrine where we made sure to go talk to mama and thank her for her intercession. 
I started working there as a volunteer tour guide in high school and now I'm senior in college, still working there seasonally as a sales representative. That's amazing. That's wonderful. So, so what is it about the shrine that makes it so special? I believe anybody that steps foot on those grounds will know instantly, but it really is a sacred acre in the words of uh, John F. Kennedy, who's the one that gave us that name. You know, when you walk in that this overwhelming peace comes from Christ and it comes from the mother, motherly love of Our Lady of La Leche. It's so special because not only do we see where our nation began, but where our faith within the nation blossomed. So it's this very unique commingling of both faith and just our normal mundane lives. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was, a, it was where the, the, the Catholic faith first came to the shores, right? Some have argued that um, that's the first Thanksgiving in this country, right? Yes, and I will hold to that. September 8th, 1565, here in St. Augustine, Florida, we were way before Plymouth. We're the real originals. I hold to that. <laughs> oh, good. That's great. So as you mentioned, you worked at the shrine in high school. You still work there on and off when you're home from school and you give tours a lot. So other than being the potential first Thanksgiving here in the States, is there any other like cool, neat facts or history that our guests may not know about? Um, literally everything about the shrine is cool, but that's just my biased personal opinion. Um, would you like me to share like an overview or do you just want me to hop straight into some fun facts? I think an overview with facts would be perfect. Yeah. Okay. So bear with me. It's been a minute since I've given a tour since I've been in school. So mm. hang on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Buckle up. On September 8th of 1565, Pedro Menendez de Aviles landed here in St. Augustine, Florida, accompanied by Father Francisco Lopez de Mendoza Grajales, who is their chaplain. We actually have a statue of him now, if you go. He's the man with his arms upraised. He's uh, right in front of the Great Cross, yeah. more or less. So they came over September 8th, and the first thing they did was kiss the cross and set up a Latin mass. That is where we believe... Where so we what, is that where the rustic altar is? Yes, that's okay. exactly. Um, so the rustic altar is in the approximate spot of that sure. original mass. They didn't have GPS back then. No, no so we're just like, oh, we think. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I don't think the original rustic altar would have made it to 2022. No. So we've got a more durable one where we occasionally do mass now. Now, how did the um, um, Our Lady of La Leche devotion come to the shores? It came a few years later, right? Yes. So years later, they brought over the devotion of Nuestro Señor de la Leche y Pan Porto, so Our Lady of the Milk and a Happy Delivery. Tradition is that there was a pregnant couple in Spain decades, decades ago that were struggling with health. And the wife was told basically if she tried to have her baby, neither of them would make it. So the husband went out and he found the image of breastfeeding Mary, Nuestro Señor de la Leche, brought it home, and they both prayed to her. The wife was miraculously healed, able to have a healthy baby, and it became this widespread tale, this widespread tradition. And 
a very deep, deep devotion of the Spanish people. So they brought her over when they came and eventually established their shrine there. And yeah. now people go and we still pray for conception. We pray to just talk to mama in the most intimate sense. This is an image of the incarnation. It's not just some random mom and their baby. It is the incarnation of our Lord and Savior and the woman that accompanied him in that. There's a large number of, of couples who have gone to the shrine, right, and mm -hmm. prayed and now have children. Yeah, my parents were some of them. Uh, we call these little, these little babies are La Leche babies. And the sheer amount of couples that you see coming in, just holding their baby and going, look, they're from here. Like, it's the best feeling <laughs> ever. It's hilarious when you have couples come in. They're like, we were here a couple of years ago. We have three now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your prayers because we did it. And it's, it's just a true joy every single time. That's beautiful. That is it's really beautiful. Shows that the Lord is very generous when he answers our prayers. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yes. Now, am I allowed to spring a question that's not on the, that, that we haven't really talked about, maybe? But um, Rebecca, if I'm not mistaken, you were on TV. Yes, sir. I was. I was on Real Life Catholic with Chris Stefanik. Yeah. So, what was that experience like? Oh, it was so much fun. It was a long time coming because I went, what year was it? I guess it was 2018. Wow, it's been a long time. I went to the Holy Land with my family on a pilgrimage with Chris Stefanik. And the very first day, we had not been there for two hours. I sit down with them and I say, hey, there's this mission in St. Augustine, Florida. You should totally come. And every day after that, he kept coming back to me. So eventually it worked out. We got him to come in and it was so cool to not only share my story, share the shrine story and this place that I'm really, really passionate about, but also as a communications major, it was absolutely fascinating mm -hmm. to see the process of what you do if this is like your thing, this is your career. They were nice enough to let me hang around and behind the scenes with them. So even their other segments and everything, I got to hold the bags and watch. And it was so <laughs> and so cool. I actually, there's a priest at my university. It has been years now since this episode. He still passes me in the hallway every time. Harkness, you're on TV. Like, yes, <laughs> it's the best. It brought, it brought our little home to light. And I feel absolutely honored to be a representative of mission well that's wonderful that is and if our guest wanted to go watch the episode do you know where they could find it um amazon prime real life catholic by chris Stefanik. if i'm not mistaken it's also on ewtn every once in a while i don't know how often but amazon prime is your prime is your best way awesome. um, i think it's called faith and gators it's something along those lines. Gators are included in the title if you're looking for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I think I think he went over to the alligator farm actually as part of the trip. He did, and it was terrifying to watch because that <laughs> man, they were sitting on gators. Literally, I have I have pictures from behind the scenes of the cameraman setting his camera on the back of an alligator, and my thought was just like, say a decade everything is going to be fine. This is for the <laughs> Lord. But 
please be careful. It was, yeah, so it's like faith and gators, something along those lines. Yeah, faith with the gators at the moment of, yeah. <laughs> yes, like. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Oh, good. Good. So, there, so um, Daylin, do you want to uh, ask, I guess last fall we had a little event there at the shrine, right? Yeah, our, the image of Our Lady of La Leche was canonically crowned by Pope Francis. So Rebecca, would you like to share a little bit about what that even means and why that was such a big deal for the image of Our Lady of La Leche? I would love to. It was something that was a long time coming and it was very, very rewarding. So a canonical coronation is the highest honor that an image of Mary or Jesus can receive in the Catholic Church. Um, and it cannot be applied for. The Pope himself has to decide that he wants to do this. So we had, we had just been waiting years for this. Pope Francis picked up our cause after realizing the incredible prayers, the incredible power that comes from the shrine. So we essentially, we got a brand new statue of Our Lady. She got a new crown, a little bit of an aesthetic redo, although still keeping to the original. And Jesus, baby Jesus finally got his own crown. He didn't have one until now, and now he finally has one. So we had, of course, a massive party. It was a huge blowout. It was great, weekend long. <laughs> I was in the preparation process for several years with it, back in the gift yeah. shop, trying to figure all this stuff out. So it was, it, it was a beautiful weekend. We did different masses. We had yes. some Native Americans come and join us that are actually descendants of Kateri Tekakwitha. They mm -hmm. came, played music for us. We did the night before the coronation. We yes. sang Spanish lullabies to put Our Lady to bed, to put our, our more recent statue away so that we can then mm -hmm. celebrate her new image the next day. Mass in the Basilica. My parents and I were very, very blessed to be asked to um, to process with the gifts during the mass at the shrine, oh, wow. which is really oh, cool. Wow. They wanted a La Leche family to do it. And, you know, parts of the job are just the coolest things ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was very fortunate in that being an employee, I, I kind of was on security. So I got to go over to the chapel with them as they processed over Our Lady. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, if you've not seen her yet, oh, please go do yourself the biggest favor and just go sit in mama's peace for a while. You don't even have mm -hmm. to say a word. She already knows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I mean, when people come to town from, from other places, I say, if you're Catholic, you have to go to the shrine and you have to go to the cathedral. Absolutely. I mean, whatever else you do, you have to go to those two places. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think that as people like who've grown up in the St. Augustine, Jacksonville area, we really take the shrine for granted. And people from all over the nation travel here just to make pilgrimage to that site. Like it is truly such a gift that we have here in the diocese. So I encourage all of our listeners, if you haven't made a made it a moment to go over there and spend some time there to do so. Yes, but, please do. We do take it for granted. I even, I even do. I realize I'll work there, you know, four or five days a week during the summer. And it's like, ah, you know, going back to the grind. And then you come home for Christmas break or something. And I step on those grounds again. And I just realized like, wow, 
holy cow, we are so blessed. We have a little slice of heaven right on our back doorstep. It's incredible. Yeah, I think that is the danger that people take that for granted, huh? Because it's it's close and and you know, they just they just they don't they don't uh, have the appreciation for it that people come in some distance to. Right. Yeah, okay. I've met so many people from other other countries and other states and it's it's eye-opening to see how much somebody will do for their family and in hopes of having children. I have had to brush up on my Spanish countless times because you meet so many of the coolest people and you're like, I do not want to miss out on your cool stories. And it's eye-opening, it's beautiful. Please go. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Rebecca, every episode, we like to ask our guests to give a weekly challenge for our listeners. So what would your challenge be? My challenge would be Call the motherly figures in your life this week. Mm-hmm. Your mama, your old English teacher that you're still close with, but you haven't talked to <laughs> in a while, your old manager that mm-hmm. brought you lunch when she knew you forgot it. Call your grandma. Call the mothers in your life and thank them. And just chat. Let them talk. You don't have to just say everything. Just let them chat with you. They'll, they'll love it. I love Very that. Good. Mm-hmm. good. All right. Well, do we want to close in prayer? Yes. All right. Love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, as always, we give thanks for your many gifts to us, but we give you thanks today, especially for the gift of those holy places to which we can journey as pilgrims, and in which we can grow closer to you in a special way. We give you thanks for the gift of Our Lady of La Leche, And we ask that we can grow in devotion to the mother of your son in a special way here in this diocese, knowing that she then always leads us back to your son, pointing to him at all times and in all that she does. Bestow on us the grace that we need as pilgrims in this life, that we might come to join you in the next with your son and the Holy Spirit. And we ask this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. I think it was just so great. Yeah, like having an actual La Leche baby come (laughs) and speak about the shrine. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the invite. Thank you. And if I can do anything else, let me know. Thank you for listening to Be Alive. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave a review or share with a friend. Also, make sure to follow the Diocese of St. Augustine on all social media platforms to hear about the wonderful things happening in our community.